What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stauffer are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your hosts, Megan and Suzanne. Welcome. <laughs> Bienvenue. Come in. I, mean, I never know what you're going to do. I, <laughs> I never know. It's always like, is she actually going to talk? Is she actually going to be there? Is she actually going to say something? <laughs> yeah. And you just don't know what it's going to be. Um, I know. It's always a surprise. I'm a wild card. I'm a total mm-hmm. wild card. Mm-hmm. True story. So, so we have got a show today, and apparently we have picked mm-hmm. a theme for the last couple of weeks that's quite relevant to us both, because we get to no. see where this is, what? <laughs> we never choose shows or topics that have everything to do with us. We never teach right? what we're supposed to learn. Never. No. It's all about <laughs> us, baby. It's all about us, baby. It's about you and me. Forget about them and me and thee. Yeah. Oh no. So I think you should. I think you should read through the copy because it's really good copy of what our show is. It is. Yeah. So last, I mean, we've been talking about being an empath, and um, and there is there has been so much. Um, conversation about this um, in our Weird on the Air. And if you're not a part of that group, um, Facebook group, why not? Um, go to Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne and um, request to be invited and we will add you. But um, it's been really, really cool to really explore this topic. It's hit a nerve and we're actually considering doing a telecall series, which we'll talk about um, a little bit later. But um, uh when we were talking about it, uh, continuing this conversation last week, it was like uh, this, this noticing that as an empath, like you almost instantly change your behavior, what you do and what you say when, it, when a person in front of you doesn't even have to say anything. It's like you perceive that what they want from you, you perceive that they're disappointed or unsatisfied um, or that they're requiring something different from you. And all of a sudden you just start changing and morphing your own, your own being, you know, your own way of, of acting, what you say and what you do to try to make them happy and to try to, um, you know, I think this is just a survival technique for a lot of us, you know, I mean, if my mom was happy, then we got food. If she wasn't happy, 
then we didn't. If my mom wasn't happy, then we were we were abused, we were beaten, we were hurt, you know. So it was very, and same with my dad, it was very important for me as a small child to try to make my parents happy um, because it meant that I was safe and that I was fed and that I was, you know, okay. So how many of us chose a version of that in our, you know, from our childhood and now as adults we're still showing up that way like I can't tell you how many times I notice that I'm scanning my external environment to try to figure out what it is that people require and desire to make them happy so then I can be happy so today we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about the toll that that takes on you you know, on your body, on your being, and what happens when you go against your truth and really box yourself in, morph yourself, modify yourself to cater to someone else. Now, for me, I don't really do this with the with the people at large, like the, the, the you know, I don't really care around, you know, the public necessarily, although some people do that for anybody. They're a people pleaser for anybody. I notice, and I've noticed this week specifically, how much I try to people please my loved ones, like the the people that I'm in relationship with, you know, because if they're happy, then they're going to give me love. You know, if they're happy, then they're going to feed me, right, in whatever emotional way or whatever, right? So it's interesting. It's been very interesting having this topic be on the calendar because I've just so much about how I'm still playing this out, very much playing this out with Megan, I will, I'd have to admit. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I, I know, it's a shocker. <laughs> if you're really going to play this out with me, you've got to step it up, man. <laughs> you're just not hitting the mark. I really don't really I think that I think you have a whole other level in you (laughs) I tried my best tried my best oh my gosh I I told our producer I was going to be unedited today so here I am yeah that was funny I was like really this was a people pleasing week you got to step it up So hey now, so, okay. hey now. So, so but that. But, so, <laughs> so what I but I want to say something about that, which is that if that is like an energy that I I'm having, right? How much of that energy are you picking up on? Even though I haven't said, oh, I wish you would show up this way. I wish you would show up that way, right? You have actually like tapped into an energy. And you're responding to that. And I think that that's really a lot of what we're talking about on the show today is that I realized last week, through last week's discussion and and some experiences that I had after the show, that it's like, wow, like I just asked the question. It's like, am I actually a people pleaser or am I empath? And I realized like when I was 15, like my, my parents were super cute but very, very controlling. Uh, like they would basically I was uh, kept uh, I was kept prisoner out on this farm like 20 miles from nowhere 
And uh, that was their way of making sure I didn't, like, get knocked up or whatever I could have problems I could have had. And so when I, like, there was just so much, I, I, I wasn't allowed to make my own choices. Um, and it was like they, were, they knew best and they were going to make choices for me. So when I got a chance to move to the United States and um, live with my brother, I jumped at it. And I jumped at it in part because I wanted to get away. On one level, I knew that I could never be me there. I knew I was never going to be me there. And, like, I went 1,100 miles away so that I could see who I was. And so I could actually start choosing for me because in the environment of everything they wanted for me and everything they were choosing for me and my either agreement and alignment with that or my resisting and reacting to that had me in like an energetic prison. And so when I got free of that, I started to figure out who I was. And so I was like, huh, like if I would have really been a people pleaser, I might have stayed. Like there's a lot of family members that like sort of like quote unquote kissed ass right? And like, I just knew that that wasn't going to be me. I was not going to toe the line. I was not going to toe the family line, the religious line, all of that. And I knew that. And so I actually just had to get space enough to find out who I was so that I could choose for me. And so I I feel like that in, in my world, it indicates that I actually am more of an empath than a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and, and I do honestly, that, I do I mean, that I a think... lot. If there's some... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, I think there it's kind of like potato, potato, you know what I mean? Tomato, tomato. It's, it's kind of like one, <laughs> one, can, <laughs> you know, like one can feed into the other. I mean, that was part of the conversation in, in the event is, you know, what if I both, you know, um, and I think we, we chose the title just as a, a compelling question of like, you know, it's, it's, it's the chicken or the egg. I mean, if you're an empath and you can often know how to please people and so you want to. And if you're a people pleaser, you know what I mean? Then, then knowing what people want and being an empath, it's, I mean, it's kind of one in the same in a lot of ways, right? Because, um, I mean, and I and I guess the the other part of this for me is that we make them so wrong. You know what I mean? Like especially being a people pleaser, we make that wrong in our society. And and empaths, like if you're an empath, oh no, then you're being tortured by other people's energy. So there's also this way in which we've we've chosen this title um, so that you could just tune into being labeled that or labeling yourself that, what does that bring up for you? You know, like the wrongness of all of that, you know, that it's better to be one or the other or it's not good to be either. So everything, all of your decisions, judgments, conclusions, computations, projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections about being a people pleaser, everywhere you've aligned and agreed with that or reacted and refused and rejected that, can we uncrain the story? All of that, please. Yes, yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, shirts, boys, and beyond. And everywhere that you have aligned and agreed with being an empath or rejected, reacted, and refused being an empath and all your decisions, judgments, conclusions, and computations and projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections around that, can we uncreate the story out, please? Yes. 
right, wrong, good, bad, pod, fuck, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And, like, what if what we were really just asking and considering and leaning into is just being you and being being the full energy and expression of you and not making any of that wrong? So anyone that any of this has you've made yourself wrong for, can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pod, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Mm. That feels lighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, you know, like in the, in your case, right, you really got that if I don't meet their needs, I don't survive, right? And so a lot of mm-hmm. us are using our our empathy gifts at, for survival rather than, like, thriving. Right, like mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me, like one of the places that I use this gift is in facilitation, and in in particular in groups, because I can come into a group mm-hmm. and start tapping what they're there for, what they're desiring, what they want, and I don't always have words for it, but I have, I know in my being and my body as material comes through. Like I, um, I say all like. It's interesting because somebody just did a little video clip for me of my last Live Your Magic event. And it's like, wow, I don't even remember saying that, right? And it was like because I'm tapping the energy of why people are there, what they're up against, what their challenges are, all of that. And, like, when I do that from the consciousness of the facilitator, like, it's really powerful, right? But if I'm, you know... I'm uh, sitting next to somebody on a train going, oh, wow, they haven't eaten today. You know, like that might be useful too. But if I'm like feeding everybody all the time because I feel everybody's wants and needs, you know, metaphorically and literally, then I'm using it against me, right? And so one of the Mm -hmm. things that we want to talk about today is like how do you, the, the, the key to using the empathic gifts as gifts and not curses, is actually having you be the dominant energy in your life. Like you being mm-hmm. the strongest energy. You and you having an awareness of what you feel like. What you, what a sense of, oh, this is me. And by the way, boys and girls, it's going to feel light. It's going to feel expansive. It's going to feel big. It's going to feel, so anytime there's any kind of heaviness, that's somebody else. You picked up on something uh, other than you. And so that's when you want to be aware, and that's when you want to start using some of the tools that we're going to be sharing with you today. But it's like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we have to choose. It's like, okay, you're no longer free and not going to be fed because mom's a freak today, right? Like you've mm-hmm. got to update the biocomputer and go, okay, cool. Like is anybody going to die if I don't meet this need today? Right, and mm-hmm. as you start realizing and catching yourself up to, oh, by the way, when you choose for you, when you become aware of what you desire and need, then your choices and what you do actually can generate so much more for the people in your life. It's not about me versus you. It's about the kingdom of we, but most of us have excluded ourselves from the kingdom of we. We have actually taken out completely taken out the me from the we, 
you know. And when you bring the me back in and you get actually clear about what it is you desire and who you are and and the contribution that you would like to make, then you actually are a contribution because if you're starting, if you're fulfilling people's quote-unquote needs, then you're on that, you're on the codependent triangle that we've been talking about in this mm-hmm. series, right? It's like you're becoming a hero you're placing someone else in a victim role and you're actually solidifying them as not being able to take care of their own needs, which mm-hmm. you don't want to do. Because then it disempowers them, but then you're stuck in the, oh, i got to fulfill this need, you know, and round and round and round we go. So here's, uh, here's my clearing that I channeled this morning for everybody around this. What have you made so vital, valuable, and real about spending your life empathing what people want and need from you and delivering that instead of knowing what you'd like ever. And everything mm-hmm. that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pun and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. Say and that do it one more time just because we can. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Play it again, Sam. Play it again. What have you made so vital, valuable, and real about spending your life empathing what people need and want from you and delivering that instead of knowing what you'd like ever, 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 and everything that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all my boys, shorts, and beyond. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would say also, what have you made so vital, valuable, and real about spending your life? People pleasing, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Like if you're, if, you know, and people pleasing and trying to give people what they want and need from you instead of knowing what you'd like and choosing from that place. So everything that brings up for people can be uncreated and destroyed. Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, yes. and trip, boys, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so, there's a lot of reasons. Like, and for a lot of us, like, uh, the the gift of empathy is sometimes actually, I would say, uh, gestated in a dysfunctional family because. Like when we have erratic parents, when we have wounded parents and we don't know who we're going to get, like in your case with your mom and dad, you didn't know if you were going to get the loving one or the crazy one or the violent one or whatever, right? It's like Mm -hmm. we develop these gifts of being able to sense where people are energetically as, as as a way to survive. Like we grow those gifts. And so some of us choose environments, I would say actually all of us choose the environment. We all chose the family we stepped into, by the way. Just our interesting point of view is that it's all a choice. And I actually personally see and get that we chose the families we did because it would sort of pop open some of our capacities and gifts really early on. It would start developing them really early on. And and at the, the the trick is is to become aware of that and not be a victim and not like, oh, poor me, I grew up in an abusive home, but to go, okay, 
cool, you know, what very good reasons I choose that for and how can I get to those very good reasons now? Um, and, and rescue ourselves from putting ourselves as a victim of that and go, okay, cool. Like that opened up, uh, I would say that my gifts of facilitation came from my dysfunctional family. My empathy gifts got grown in there, like, you know, and probably 50 others that I can mention. And now I have to kind of update the biocomputer and go, okay, body, okay, like let's upgrade these gifts to actually create with, to create an impact with, to use these for our advantage and not for survival, but to use them for thriving. So anything and everything that doesn't let us use our gifts for thriving and not surviving anymore, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot of pock, all night, boys, shorts, and beyond. Okay. So we're going to go to a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the tools that will rescue you from everybody else's energy. <laughs> rescue, well, you know, claim you and, and bring you out of their energy and into you. So stay tuned. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We are, we are talking about um, using your empathic gift to thrive instead of just survive. And so thanks for returning back with us into this conversation. Um, and I really love what Megan and I were saying before the show because we were talking about like when you, when your essence energy, you know, when who you be, who you are is, um, 
is up, is turned up, when the dial is turned up, even if there's, even if you perceive other energies or you're aware of other energies, you know, the, who you are is so much stronger. So then you do become the dominant energy, you know, and you can really choose from there. It's, it's almost like when you're tuned down. Like, so for example, you know, when I get to this place of lack in my relationships, you know, lack in my relationship with Megan, then I, I want to go to that place of like, you know, making her happy so that she can make me happy. And it's coming from this space of lack or need, which really does not work, by the way. It's kind of a repellent. Um, you know, it's like the more needy I am, the more like she wants to run away from me, you know. So the more I'm trying to like track her or tune into her energy, you know, and like try to do all kinds of stuff to like get attention or love or whatever, the more that she just wants to run away. <laughs> so um, it actually does not work very well. I What I notice the most is when I'm like turned on and turned up and I'm just doing my thing. I'm in my creation, I'm in my good energy, I'm happy, I'm like going, I'm putting out me into the world. That's when I get people like coming towards me, like they, they're so attracted to me. Megan's so attracted to me, you know, that she, she instantly wants to be with me, you know. So it's this, this, it's this interesting lie that we, that I, the, that I play around with all the time in all my relationships. Like, you know, when I start outsourcing my energy and my okayness and my light gets dim and I'm trying to kind of like pull love into me, um, it's like the opposite occurs. Dee Dee's creepy, people. I'm just saying. <laughs> just want to, just for the record, Dee Dee is creepy. So, yeah, we all respond that way, right? It's like, it, it, it's true of anything, right? I think the universe thinks Dee Dee is creepy. Every time we get needy around money, we constrict money. The universe is like, eee. Like, um, I remember, like, uh, I, I have this little capacity that I have, which is channeling money, and I remember I was doing it in a group of people, and this woman was talking about hoarding, how she hoards money. And I got this, the most sick feeling in my stomach as money. I was like, ooh, you are not going to put me under your mattress, woman. I am out of here. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, it was like this really interesting thing. And so, you know, like, what is it that we need to do to turn ourselves on and up and that's the other thing, right, is if you feel like you need others to be okay, if you feel like you're not okay unless a person shows up in a particular way, then you're actually going to see everyone else is needing that too, right? And so you're going to project that neediness on other people. And so how much of our people-pleasing is actually just inventing needs for other people and then fulfilling them? And everything that just brought up and let down, can we uncreate and destroy it? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, 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 And that's, you know, that's so true because, like, for me, like, energetically, I'm like, oh, this person wants this for me and that for me and da, 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 da. And, right, I'm an empath. So there's oftentimes a thread of truth in that. But actually, sometimes when I actually ask, they'll be like, I didn't need that from you. I'll be like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I actually invented a need to fill because that's my job. 
that's my job to fulfill the needs of others. And, you know, and, and how much of that are we doing the out of a place of needing a job? It's like if I'm not fulfilling others' needs, like I know for myself that that was ingrained so deeply in me that, like, if I'm not fulfilling other people's needs, then I feel like I don't have worth or value, right? Like, yeah. why am I even here, right? So yeah. anywhere that anywhere that you have identified yourself and your worth and your value as, like, what you can be and do for others, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. And, every, and everywhere that you absolutely think that is why you are here, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pot of pot, all boy, shorts, and beyond. And anything and everything that doesn't allow you to perceive and to know and to be that which you truly came to be, your true self, your magnanimous self, your phenomenal self, and the contribution that that can make to the world, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yeah, right. And I and I do, yeah, and I do want to address Lori's question in the chat room. And if you guys haven't come to the chat room um before, you can go to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com if you're listening live and come for the show behind the show, um which is super super fun. You can ask your questions and comments and our our uh, producers there, super fun. Um, so Lori asks, how can we be the turned up version of ourselves when our physical body is sick? She says, I feel like emphatically I pull in shit when I'm sick because I'm feeling so depleted and blah, which I think is a really, really great question. It's really interesting because, I mean, I I don't get sick very often. And the last couple of days I've had a really bad sore throat and a headache. So it's like been really... Um, super like low energy and Megan's super sick too right now. Um, so I think this is super relevant. This is a very relevant question for even where we are right now. And the way that I would answer that, and maybe Megan, you can uh, put your two steps in here too. But for me, there's like, even though my body is, tired or is kind of on a low lower vibration than normal I feel like that I can tune into my being I can tune into almost like this um, bigger energy and essence of me I find that I do that um, when I like when I'm gearing up for a session or when I'm like going to read for the Akashic Records, right, and I'm not in a super great place. It's almost like I I start to channel universal energy or I start to ask for, you know, support from the spiritual realm, you know, like my guides and my teachers, angels. Um, it's almost like because my body feels tired or worn down that I get to not rely necessarily so much on my body to to turn up it's more like my um, being and my essence and my energy and calling in support and help from from other realms in order to turn it up so i would say that that might be something to play with um i also feel like that i have a pilot light in my body that doesn't matter if i'm sick or not if i can tune into the pilot light in my body 
um, and have the pilot light um, almost like turn that up, like um, ask that to uh, like go out into the world, you know, then it, 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 even though I might not be feeling amazing, it's still like I'm able to, you know, show up more as me and be able to do what I'm, what I want to do. And, you know, even just get through sessions and stuff like that, you know, that might be challenging at challenging times. So that would be how I would answer it. What would you say, Megan? Um, well, I actually just recently used, had this experience of being super, like, sick. My body was kind of broke down, blah, blah, right? But it was also, one of the things that I noticed is that my body is super sensitive when I'm sick. And I feel everything and I sense everything. And it's like, it's almost like I'm hypersensitive. And actually, I use it to gain awareness. And I was like, oh, like, I could feel everything. And I could feel, like, you know, the energy you were in. And I could feel my body just, like, pulling it into itself. And I was like, what? Body! Oh, stop it! Stop doing that, body! You know, like, it was so, it was, it brought me so much awareness. And so where I am in that journey is, like, using it, using that for awareness and then going, okay, cool, I just noticed that I took this on or I feel this or, I'm, you know, I can feel this coming into my body. How can I use it to my advantage, right? And and mm-hmm. how can I, like, like what, does my, what does my body require now that I know that I just did this? Like, what do I actually need? What do I actually want? And one of the tools that I want to share today that I really love is a tool that um, – I've kind of tweaked a little bit uh, from Gay Katie Hendricks, which for me in Access, one of the tools for like returning people, like kind of getting out of other people's energy, because I have to say, folks, the thing I did at 15 when I went 1,100 miles away to find my own space really doesn't work uh, ongoing in relationship to have to go 1,100 miles away to actually find who you are you know, or to another continent or to another country, you know. Um, So the tools Mm -hmm. that we're going to be talking about are, like, how do you find your own space and your own sense of self within the, in front of the person who you are people-pleasing, right? Um, So Mm -hmm. this tool is really awesome for me. The the, uh, tool that a lot of you know and have heard about is, Return to sender with full consciousness attached. When you're aware that you're in someone else's energy, you return it to sender, right? And that has, for me, um, sometimes that I feel a shift and sometimes I feel kind of stuck in it, right? And so then I have to look at, okay, where do I absolutely feel like this is mine? Where have I bought it as mine, right? And then return that to sender. And if that doesn't work, then I have a handy-dandy tool that really works for me um, where I actually physically give it back and it's really helpful I'm very sort of body centered in the way that I learn and so this is really helpful for me so other I think maybe other body centered learners might really like this and what I do so like uh let's make it real for you guys so I want you to put the person that you tend to people please with the most just imagine that they're right in front of you maybe like 10 feet away from you right 
And and allow yourself so to crazy be because in your own you are ten feet away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like fifteen, but okay. And I'm in another. I'm in an enclosed room. I'm in a soundproof booth. <laughs> Hopefully you can't hear everything I need right now. So anyway, so that's funny. So put them in front of you, about 10 feet in front of you, and bring your barriers down, expand your space a little bit, and allow yourself to feel all the things that, that spoken and unspoken that they want and need from you. Well, just notice it. And notice whatever you notice in your own body. Like notice if you're like agreeing and aligning with it or resisting and reacting to it right? Because what I did with my parents when I moved away was a resistance and reaction to what they wanted for me, right? And then there's other times where I agree, oh, well, you want that, then I better get that for you, right? But no matter what, when we do that, we solidify the dance of the people pleaser, right? So just notice it all. Notice if you want to give it. Notice if you're resisting giving it. Notice wherever you are with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, mm. what I want you to do is point at them and say, hi, Joe, or whatever their name is. That's what you want for me. And that's cool that you want that for me because it's not wrong or bad that they want something from you. We all want shit from people, Right. So that's the other thing. It's like we make them wrong for desiring it. That's one of the ways we hook into it. So just, hey, I get you want that for me, from me, or for me. You want me to do that for you. Cool, right? But really, that's none of my business. It's not my business. And then I want you to relax that hand and take your opposite hand and place it on your heart and over your heart and say, and this is me. This is my energy. And this is what I desire for me. So nobody's wrong for wanting something. You're not wrong for wanting what you want. They're not wrong for wanting what they want. It's just that you want different things in this particular moment, potentially, right? And now do that a couple of times where you point over at them and say, hey, that's them. That's what they want for me. That's none of my business. And then you release that hand. You make sure to do it with two different hands. And take the second, your other hand, place it on your heart and say, and this is me now. This is my energy. And this is what I desire for me. Do that as many times as you need to to get a sense of separation and space. To get a sense of you separate from them. Just in your own energy. And when you get to that, and when you sense that, I want to invite you to just ask it to turn up so that you can really feel the you, what you choose, what you desire, your energy. Like, Expand your space. Are you willing to take up space and air and water on this planet? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to turn your own self up so that you know where you are, what you are, what you want, what you desire, as separate from another person? And by the way, 
that is the key to something we talk a lot about on the show, which is finding the and. It's only when we know what we desire and other people could tell us what they desire that we can actually get super creative and say, hey, how can not only both of us get what we want, but how can we get even greater than that, right? And that's a, that's a conversation for another day. But it requires that you know what you desire. Mm. Oh. So, so we got to go on break. Yeah. So you guys keep playing so, with that over break? It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back yep. in a minute. You're with Love Life and All Things Weird. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body, and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to MeganSolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. I'm loving this conversation. This is so cool. Yes? So cool? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm learning so much. And, like, just, like, for me, it really is about remembering to do it because we get out, as empaths, we get out there and we get in the soup of everybody's energy so fast and so easy, and we forget that we have tools. And I feel like, for me, like, when I can, like, practice, like, when I wake up, like, doing something for me, um, whether it's reading or journaling or, you know, going swimming or whatever it is that helps me get into the energy of me, when I can do that, then I am much more aware of when energy comes in that isn't me. And then I, ha- I can make a choice. But if you're not... If you're not, like, being you, if you're not, like, doing things to really access yourself, 
to access your own power and your own capacities and to actually have a sense of yourself. If you if you're not doing that, as an empath, you're gonna get lost in the fray of things. You're gonna get lost in other people's energies. And and something that, that we're gonna explore even deeper uh, we've had, uh, because the last couple of weeks we've been kind of playing with this topic a little bit and people are asking for more. So we're going to be doing a telecall series on March 4th, 5th, and 6th. We will be posting the links um, in this, uh, like all over on our Facebook pages and things like that. But one of the things that I realized uh, as a coach is that I would, like, I am so good at like helping people shift their money like it's just something it's so fun for me because I'm like that's just energy we just change that okay here we go like it's crazy how much I've helped people kind of expand money and, and like their money flows and things like that but one of the things that I would notice is that I myself would have these big swings where I would have like tons of money and then no money and tons of money and no money right and I realized that what I was doing is I was actually empathing or taking on or taking into my body their money blocks. That's how I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I mean, like this, this one was very poignant. I helped this guy go from like I think he was making he was uh, he he was a, a treasure hunter and he was also a penny stock guy, and he went from making um, I think he was making like. Forty or fifty thousand dollars a month to making a hundred thousand dollars a week after one session that I did with him, and then it was like, what the hell? Like, why? What is happening? And what I realized was is that in taking the energy on of other people and transmuting it, and sometimes quite successful at that, uh, meaning transmuting it and actually changing it, not taking it on, and sometimes it, having it get stuck in me or having it hook into something of mine. Uh, what would happen was is I would feel like I would take one step forward and two steps back and one step forward and two steps back in my own progress. Like my clients were doing amazing. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I felt like I was sort of at the launching pad holding the bag, you know. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that can happen to for us empaths is that we can actually uh, really help other people get places and not go where we really want to go because we're so busy taking on that energy. And so for me, like I right now I'm really exploring, like what does it take to actually get traction? How do I like facilitate and not take it through my body and not take it on and all of that? And and those are some of the things that we're going to be exploring in the in the deeper conversation because it's it's really it's such a little subtle beast like all the places that this that this plays out it's not just that we feel heavy it's not just that we feel depressed it's not just that we're people pleasing it like impacts every area of our lives well absolutely i mean it's super interesting to to get into the subtleties around it because even like for example um you know when there's like world events you know like like the recent you know, shooting, right? Like, I don't watch the news, okay? I don't know that this stuff is happening, but when I wake up or, like, during the day, I'll feel the heaviness. I'll feel the collective consciousness um, that's going on. And it's, oh, it's, like, oftentimes then where I'm feeling so heavy that I, like, go, okay, what's going on? Like, there's something happening in the world, you know? It's almost like a 
energy that I pick up on. And I, and so if you don't start recognizing when it's yours and when it's not yours, you know, that can be super, super challenging. I remember years ago, um, Megan in the springtime would have all of these allergies and I started, my body started taking on her allergies. I started getting like the ticklish throat. I started like sneezing because my body automatically wanted to pull that from her body, right? Um, because I love her, because I'm an empath, because I have gifts around bodies and, and around um, around transmuting that kind of stuff. So this this can happen in all places. You know, there's there's a lot of times where I will get into a really intense energy before a client comes, um, thinking that it's mine when it's actually my client. You know, and so um, so there's we're so sensitive and so empathic. And, you know, if you're not in this heightened place of awareness, if you don't have the tools to clear it, to transmute it, if you're you're not recognizing when it's not yours, when it's when it's just not yours at all, then that's that's a big challenge. And it could create just like tons of issues and tons of problems in your world and in your life. So, yeah, everything that is, everything that this is bringing up, can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, talk, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And really, like, tap into the code that's in your body, that's in your being, the contracts that you have in place that say that you are meant to be the, the an empath in this way and that it's actually... Um, used against you versus for you. So every everywhere that it's being, that you're using it against you, that you've signed on for that from any lifetime, can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys and beyonds. And yeah, I mean, we're, this is just the beginning. I mean, we just scratched the surface of this. Like our our telecall series is really like, the first call is about you personally and what's happening in your body with regards to, you know, being an empath um, and how to, instead of imploding, you know, bringing that out, bringing you out into the world. The the second call is about how you're doing um, empath with your family and with your loved ones. Um, so going way deeper into shifting and changing um, how you do that with your loved ones. And then the third call is about the collective consciousness. So if you're taking energies on from from the earth, from the, you know, creatures of the earth, from um, from world events, like how do you actually stop or shift being the universal, um, you know, sponge that you are? Um, and so... Those are the three calls and the kind of the themes around those calls so that you can really step into truly who you are and, and pull, push out the energy of who you are and make the ripple much bigger of who you are rather than pulling it all in. So here is a question to get you started, though. This is something that just occurred to me, right? So it's like a lot of us, no, probably listening to this call now and in the future, 
kind of know we're empathic. We know that. And and yet we still kind of habitually continue to use it in the way that we have. So I think that it would be really powerful for us to just confront the question called, am I willing to actually be the potency of this? Am I willing to be the potency of the impact that I truly be? Like, really willing to be the, you know, the universal sponge, vacuum cleaner, whatever. Like, it seems like we've been really, really willing to do that, right? But, like, what would be different in you and in the world if you actually chose to be the potency of it? So just take a moment and, and feel what it is that you contribute when you take on. So, like, okay, cool. So what's the world going to be like in five years if I keep being the universal vacuum cleaner? Just feel that. Mm-hmm. That did a big clunk, right? And what's the what's the world going to look like if you choose to be the potency of this? What could change? What powers is this? What magic is this? What, like, mm-hmm. whoa. Like, if all of the empaths, even 10% of the empaths, on this planet, actually chose into the potency of it, we would freaking change this planet. Mm-hmm. True story. Wow. Like, actually, just even 3%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that is such know. a potent energy. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Can you guys feel that? So that is so yeah. potent. Wow. Yeah. So potent. So, so are you willing... Ask yourself, am I willing to be the potency of this? And what has been the value of being the vacuum cleaner? Mm-hmm. What is the value of being the universal sponge, the universal surrogate, the universal vacuum cleaner, and to continue to do it? I go, oh, I'm just an empath. Everything that brings up in my down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Mm-hmm. Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. What energy, space, and consciousness can we in our bodies be to be the potency of the empath? We truly be for all eternity. And everything that doesn't allow that, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yes? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. What Ooh, will it take? This is a good show take? and a good topic. Wow, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, again, we will give the information for the telecall underneath this and in our Weird on the Air with Megan Suzanne. So see you next week. Love you. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time. 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.